This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in for a second time to Hog Hoops Live, episode number four. I am your host, Curtis Wilkerson. You can find me alongside Trey Biddy and Danny West on the team at hogsports.com. It wouldn't be the last day of 2020 without some kind of technical difficulties. I apologize for that, but it looks like we're good to go now. We've got a big show planned for you today. We're going to break down the big win at Auburn last night. We're going to prep you for this game against Missouri. you got a top 15 team coming into Bud Walton Arena on Saturday. All that and more coming up for you here on Hog Hoops Live. Okay, before we get too far along, I do want to go over the basics again. How to watch, how to listen, very important stuff. Okay, uh, Obviously, if you're tuned in right now, you're on our Facebook Live page. You can find Hog Hoops Live on the Hog Sports Facebook page. If you haven't already, make sure you hop on and throw that a like. Uh, YouTube, Hog Hoops Live has its own YouTube page. If you haven't subscribed, do that now. Uh, that way you can go back and watch all these videos when the time comes. If you want to backtrack and take a look at those for all you podcast listeners, you can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen to your podcast. Uh, do us a favor, hop in there, throw us a five-star rating, uh, give us a comment. All those things help generate some traffic. Still a young show that we're trying to get out there. All right, let me get rid of this stuff. You know, we were we were supposed to be gearing up for this bowl game, right? It, it's really unfortunate that that's not going to happen. You know, you hate it for this football team. Those guys work so hard, uh, you know, and, and sacrifice a lot of things. A lot of them sacrifice their holidays and things like that. And uh, to see them not be able to play that game is really sad. And, and we actually weren't going to do the show today because, you know, we were going to be prepping for that. But, uh, you know, I, I guess the consolation prize is you guys have to listen to me for, for 45 minutes or an hour. So... Uh, what, a, what a way to kick out 2020 and start the new year, right? But, hey, uh, you know, a lot of really good stuff with this basketball program. The Hogs are 9-0, and folks. Uh, you know, a decent amount of people were skeptical about this team through the first eight games of the season, and, you know, rightfully so. I, you know, I, I think they, they probably weren't challenged as much as they would have liked to have been. Obviously had the road game at Tulsa that was canceled. Uh, the neutral site game at Oklahoma, those are all big ones, uh, and you didn't have those, so you wound up playing a lot of mid-majors, you know, and, and there are a lot of those folks with the, oh, well, they played a soft schedule, and well, now they've been tested, and I was one of those guys, too. I mean, I, I wrote about it a lot, that we just really uh, don't know what we had learned about this team yet. Well, we learned a lot last night. I, I thought that was a damn impressive win, you know, going on the road, uh, not not just to play a team like Auburn, in the first game, and I, I get it, they've lost a lot of guys from last year, uh, a lot of new faces there. But that's a good team, and hate him or hate him or love him. Bruce Pearl is a good coach, uh, and he gets those guys to play hard. And you know, on, on a night when they shot 15 of 29 from three, which is ridiculous, by the way. Obviously, something that needs to be addressed by Arkansas moving forward. Uh, you know, you just don't beat a team in their gym when they knock down 15 threes like that. Uh, and Arkansas did by a dozen. Okay? So I, I thought that was really impressive. You know, you think about this game, and really Arkansas had every reason to lose. You know, you're, you're on the road for the first time. It's really your first, you know, quality, high-quality, power five type of opponent. Uh, you lose Justin Smith in the first half to the ankle injury. We'll talk a little bit about that more later. Uh, you know, you've got Jalen Tate, your point guard, senior point guards in foul trouble. Auburn's shooting the cover off the ball in their, in their own gym. But the Razorbacks didn't flinch. You know, I, I was really impressed with how they performed. They, made, they maintained their poise. Even when Auburn would make their runs, uh, you know, Arkansas didn't let them overtake them. And, and, you know, I wonder if Auburn was able to, you know, hit a big three and maybe get up by two or, or three, uh, how Arkansas would have reacted probably well. You know, they, Auburn tied it at one point. Uh, but every time Auburn would go on a road uh, run, Arkansas would answer. And I, I thought that was really impressive. You know, I think it was, there was about 7.30 left to play in the game uh, when Auburn tied it at 74. And, you know, you're looking out on the floor, and 
Musselman's got a, a four-guard lineup out there. Devo Davis is out there. It's it's really a different combination. He talked about after the game, a different lineup than he's put on the floor all season. And, and you're in a tight ball game on the road in SEC play. Uh, you know, that that's a kind of a situation where a lot of teams would falter, uh, but Arkansas didn't. And in fact, they came out of a timeout there and put together a 10-0 run, got up 84-74, to and, and really they sealed the game with some great defensive stops, and they made their free throws, which, which I know Arkansas fans are happy to see that. Uh, 24 of 31 from the free throw line, it's about 77, 78%. That's really good. You know, to, to win a game like that on the road, there's there's several things, obviously, that you can improve on. Uh, but I think that's good. You know, I, I, I don't think Arkansas shot. They did in the first half. In the second half, they didn't shoot it particularly well from three. You want to see some more consistency out of them uh, from three-point range. You know, I think, I think they've got some better shooters than what some of those statistics are showing. So hopefully they can – the volume is there, okay, but I'm talking percentage-wise – uh, you know, they did take care of the ball better. Obviously, defending the three, man, 15 three-pointers. And, and Auburn's a team that uh, is averaging between 9 and 10 per game coming in. They weren't shooting it at a high clip. But uh, you're not going to win a lot of games uh, with that type of performance <laughs> defending the three. Uh, I thought they did a really nice job of shutting down Justin Powell. So Justin Powell is really the freshman sensation for Auburn. He was leading them in points, rebounds, and assists, I think, coming in. Uh, and, and I thought Arkansas did a tremendous job on him. If I, if I look at the stat sheet real quick, uh, let's see. They held Powell to one of eight shooting from the field. Uh, he had six rebounds, which is good, nine assists, which is good, but a game-high seven turnovers. So they really frustrated him. They wanted to pressure him, run him off of the three-point line, held him to four points. Uh, that was a really, really good performance. And that was a mixture of, of both Jalen Tate and Desi Sills. And Musselman talked about using a guy like Sills, uh, who's a little bit shorter with a lower center of gravity, that kind of get underneath the ball a little bit and, and harass him and be a pest as an on-ball defender. And I thought he did a great job doing that throughout the game. You know, speaking of Desi, I mean, you come into that game and the experience, it varies on this team, right? I mean, obviously... Uh, you have the three grad transfers who have played in big games and, and played conference schedules and things like that. You even have, you know, the sit-out guys like Vanover out of the Pac-12 uh, who has some some big game experience. And, you know, I don't want to discount what the freshmen have done. Guys like Moses Moody and K.K. Robinson who played at Montverde and, and Oak Hill. Those are big programs against big competition. But, you know, in terms of, of going on the road and competing and understanding what it's going to be like in the SEC – nobody has, has been there and done that more on this team than Desi Sills, and I thought he was fabulous, right? I mean, 16 points in the first half uh, really set the tone. You know, Auburn, they they were hot from three the entire first half, and, you know, they had really kind of clawed back into the game, uh, and it looked like they had some momentum, but the last two minutes, Desi Sills goes nuts, right? He hits those, those three three-pointers uh, in the last two minutes, and all of a sudden, Arkansas goes into the break with a six-point lead. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. You know, and then down the stretch, he wasn't hitting from three as much as he was in the first half, but Desi, I thought, did a really nice job defending. He was aggressive going to the rim, getting to the foul line, uh, and really was a stabilizing force, as you thought he would be. I mean, this is a guy that was a, a preseason all-SEC pick, uh, and some people scoffed at that. Well, he's, he's the only returner on the team. Of course he is. Uh, but I think he proved his value there. You know, he's, he's scrappy, and everybody loves – uh, you know, he even calls it that dog mentality that he plays with, and, and that's great. The kid can play. He's skilled, and some of those threes he hit were deep NBA range, tough step backs with a hand in his face. That's that's a clutch performance from Desi, and you love to see it. Several guys, I mean, five guys again in double figures for Arkansas. Uh, that's just the balance that this team has. You know, Moses Moody, first game in the SEC as a as a true freshman. I mean, I, I thought he was really the catalyst early in the game, and I thought that was a key coming in when you don't know exactly what to expect from Arkansas right away uh, in that environment. You know, Desi comes in, or excuse me, Moses comes in there. He gets eight points in the first couple minutes, right? Knock, he knocks down a couple threes, uh, knocks down a mid-range jumper, really settled in nicely. Uh, didn't shoot it great from the field. I think he was 4 of 11, but he finished with 16 points. He was perfect from the free throw line again, which you love to see, and he played great on the defensive end. 
which is something that you like to see from a true freshman in the SEC when, when the game gets a little more intense and a little more physical, and he was up for the challenge. He played the most minutes of anybody on the team. I, I think he played about 38 and a half. So really good performance from Moody. Um, Connor Vanover, listen, say, say what you want about the man, but uh, he was huge for Arkansas, right? Uh, 17 points, five rebounds, uh, you know, and he did it. Without shooting well from three, if you, you take a look at it, one of six from three, you, you like to see, you know, I mean, that's kind of his calling card, right? So he's been struggling a little bit from three lately. Uh, you would like to see him be a little bit better from that aspect. But, uh, you know, to have 17 points and only hit one three-pointer tells me that he's doing more work inside, which is what people were concerned about coming into the season. Uh, you know, is he a little bit, I don't want to call him soft, but maybe a little bit weak in there? Uh, yeah, he is, okay? I mean, it's a guy that put on a lot of weight last season. He got sick. He lost it all. Uh, and he even said he's coming into the year, you know, maybe 220, 225. That's not where he wants to be, but that's out of his control. Uh, but I thought he did a nice job. You know, you'd like to see maybe the 7-3 guy get more than five rebounds, but some of the ones he got were huge. I mean, how many of those put-back two-hand dunks did he get? Uh, and those were in big moments. You know, people like to say, well, you, you got to finish. You got to finish stronger. Well, uh, yeah, he, he did miss a couple of those dunks in there, but he got fouled, right? And, and yeah, you, you'd like to see him go ahead and hammer that thing home and get the three-point play, but when he got to the free throw line, he converted. Uh, you know, was a little slow in transition. We knew that was going to be the case. Yeah, that, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Uh, got beat back a couple times, something he's going to need to work on uh, moving forward, obviously. Uh, but overall, I, I thought a really good performance. I thought he did a pretty good job in drop coverage in the pick and rolls, which is going to be a key against Missouri that we'll talk about in a minute. Tate, I thought, played well. He came up with some big buckets. Uh, wasn't settling for the three. I, I thought he got a little three-point happy. He's been shooting it better this season, uh, but I thought he got a little bit three-point happy in, in previous games, did a nice job uh, getting into the lane, knocking down some runners, played good defensively, dropped off some assists. Nice, solid game for Jalen Tate. Devo Davis was huge off of the bench, wasn't he? I mean, uh, you know, when you when you lose Justin Smith, you kind of wonder, well, where are those minutes going to go? And uh, Devontae Davis wound up playing a lot of those. He did a really nice job. He was he was clutch defensively, made some big plays on the defensive end for Arkansas. Uh, can't say enough about the job he did there. And he hit some clutch shots. I mean, he knocked down a pair of jumpers, uh, you know, really in the final seven, eight minutes of the game. Uh, that, that kind of extended runs. One put them up uh, from five to seven. Another put them up from eight to ten. And, and those were huge shots for a freshman who hasn't really played a lot uh, to come in and, and knock them down like that was really impressive. Still need to find some answers in the front court, I think. Uh, you know, especially with Smith being a little banged up. Who's going to help there? Uh, Vance Jackson please something anything I mean it's a guy that's been really talented and, and, and I don't want I'm not ready to put him in that bust category just yet but you know you'd really like to see a little bit more from him uh, just knock down some threes man I, I mean that's that's kind of what you were brought in for be a little bit more aggressive on the defensive end uh, and, and things of that nature rebound a little bit more you just keep waiting to see a spark or a breakout from him uh, you know maybe he'll get his opportunity if if Smith is going to miss a little bit of time we're not sure about that just yet uh, Jalen Williams, the true freshman, he played a little bit, uh, still waiting for the game to slow down, it looks like. Uh, was a little bit rushed. Uh, looks like he might need a little bit more time to season before he really takes on a big role. I think he's going to be a great player, though. Hopefully, you know, maybe that happens at some point this season. Uh, Ethan Henderson, we might see a little bit more of him. He did get some run there when, when Vanover came out. It was only maybe a couple minutes, but I thought he did a really nice job uh, when he did come in, just being aggressive like he does. You know, he's going to be able to protect the rim a little bit. He's athletic. He can run the floor. All things that Arkansas needs, rebounding, maybe some shot blocking. Uh, maybe, you know, it's going to be similar to last year where he starts to see a little bit of an extended role. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but somebody's got to step up in that front court behind uh, Connor Vanover and then also Justin Smith. We'll see who it's going to be. J.D. Note, let's talk about J.D. Note for a minute because I, I've been telling folks since the summer uh, that he would be the closer and, and, and he closed, okay? Uh, I, I don't know what it is about this guy where he's just a completely different player from the first half to the second half. It, it's, it's incredible to watch, really. 
you know, 21 points in the game, 19 of them came in the second half. And that's, that's really not that rare of a thing for him. So, uh, once again, he, he does a great job in the second half, getting some big buckets. He hit a couple threes. I thought he was a lot more aggressive going to the rim. And you wondered uh, against, you know, the athletes you're going to see in the SEC is kind of a smaller guy. Is he going to be able to finish in there? The answer is yes. Okay. He, he did a really nice job. Uh, kind of had the exclamation point there at the end of the game where he broke away and, and, and dunked the ball as time expired. I'm, I'm sure that didn't make Auburn too happy. They'll remember that one, but Hey, it is what it is, right? If, if you don't like it, you need to defend it. So I uh, thought he did a nice job. People complain about him being careless. You know, he only had one turnover in the second half. Still, uh, you know, he took a really maddening three-pointer, like a 35-footer at one point that was pretty ill-advised. Uh, he gets a, tries to do a little bit too much sometimes. He does. Uh, but you, you take that with what he does give you on the floor. Uh, you know, and then a lot of people talk about his defense, that he's limited defensively. I think he's shown signs of life recently. I thought he played really well defensively last night. He had four steals. That was a team high. And he had two blocks. And those are legit blocks of guys driving on him uh, where he was able to get a hand on it and deflect the ball. Those are huge plays uh, against quality guards. Auburn had some big, thick, physical, athletic guards. It's a, that's a, a good team. I think they're probably a little underrated. So, uh, was good to see some defense from Note. The the better he plays on that end of the floor, the more time he's going to get, the more valuable he becomes to the Razorbacks. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You do need to get Justin Smith back. You know, I, for those who, who didn't watch or didn't catch it, uh, really an awkward player. It was right at the seven-minute mark of the first half. Uh, Justin Smith was kind of on a, on a breakaway, on a leak out, uh, and there was an outlet pass thrown to him, and, and he had one guy with him. He, he kind of had to go up in the air and, and landed a little bit awkwardly. He rolled that right ankle. Uh, I didn't think it looked – too bad at the time uh you know he set out for a few minutes he did come back in to finish the first half so the final uh two minutes and 30 seconds or so of the first half he came back in and played uh, then he comes back out after halftime and he's got the walking boot on uh, and he didn't play the rest of the way so hopefully that was just precautionary um you, you know usually at halftime when you have an injury the athletic trainers are able to take maybe a deeper look uh, so hopefully they didn't find anything that they, you know, were, were super concerned about there. We'll see uh, what his status is. You know, certainly somebody that you'd like to have in this Missouri game. I mean, he's been great for the team. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. If not, you know, we talked about it. Somebody's going to have to step up and fill that void. Is it is it going to be the, the four-guard lineup that we saw uh, down the stretch against Auburn? Maybe. Uh, you know, does, he give, does Musselman give Vance Jackson one more shot to, you know, play up to his potential it could be I don't know uh, so it'll be interesting to see we do talk to Musselman today at two o'clock I, I don't know what kind of update he's going to be able to give us but uh, we'll, we'll certainly be asking about that so Arkansas moves to nine and zero on the season uh, the, the first team in six years in the SEC to start the season nine and zero with all double digit victories I think that that says a lot 
uh, you know, about where this program is right now. It, they, they took a big jump up to number 26 in Kempom. That's about a 10-spot jump with one win. They jumped all the way up to number 22 in ESPN's Basketball Power Index. Uh, those are all things that you really like to see. I, I think a lot of people were just waiting to see them tested against quality competition. Uh, and when they performed, well, then you see the changes that are made uh, in those rankings and the metrics and things of that nature. So, you know, in the in the AP Top 25, I think they were sitting at 29th. They had some like 55 votes in there. And Arkansas hasn't been ranked in a long time, and uh, they're in good position. They got to take care of business against Missouri, though. So, you know, next up, Saturday against Missouri. Missouri's ranked number 12 in the country right now. Uh, you know, get up early, have your coffee, and, and get ready to roll. Tip-off set for 11 a.m. It's an early game. Uh, 11 a.m. start from Bud Walton Arena. The game's going to be aired on CBS, which is pretty cool. I'm uh, fortunate enough to be able to to go to the game and, and cover it from there, but I'm going to record it. I want to go back and watch the CBS broadcast. Arkansas doesn't get that too often, so uh, pretty neat situation there. You know, Missouri's coming in ranked number 12 in the country. Uh, they hosted a, a really, really good Tennessee team last night, uh, and they lost by 20 on their home floor, you know, I, I wouldn't judge Missouri based on that game. Tennessee is going to do that to a lot of teams. And, and when Arkansas goes to, to Knoxville next week, they're going to have their hands full. I mean, this is a, a really loaded Tennessee squad. They've got a lot of continuity with guys coming back. I mean, they're bringing two five-star top 25 prospects off the bench. Uh, so, you know, one of the best defensive teams in the country, they manhandled Missouri right from the, right from the opening tip. I, I recorded that and watched it after the Arkansas game. And, uh, was was really an impressive performance. I don't I don't judge Missouri too much on that. I, I think I kind of already had my mind made up about them anyway, to be honest. Uh, you know what what's interesting about Missouri is really it's the same core group of guys that they've had the past two seasons when they've just been you know average. I'm not being mean. It just is what it is. They've they've been average or slightly below average with the same group. Uh, really, the only new face they have in the rotation is is Drew Bugs, a transfer point guard out of Hawaii. Uh, this is a guy he's he's playing like 14 minutes per game for him. So, you know, the the main contributors have been there. I I think at this point you pretty much know what you're going to get from a Quanzo Martin coached Missouri team. I I certainly do. I mean, before I was able to move back home here, I I lived in St. Louis for you know 15 years or so, and and throughout the Quanzo Martin era at Missouri and. Obviously, there's a lot of coverage for them up there, but, you know, they're going to play hard. Uh, he gets the most out of those guys from an effort standpoint. Uh, they're going to dig their heels in and defend. Most Missouri teams are, are physical and, and good on the defensive end of the floor. They're going to rebound it well. Uh, this particular group uh, can't really shoot from the outside. So far, they haven't been able to. Uh, you know, what I will say about Missouri, though, is that's fairly common for them to have a team that's not great uh, perimeter shooters, but they'll have a game or two every year in SEC play where they hit like a dozen or 13 in a game and, and they blow somebody out. They did it against Florida last year against a very good Florida team. I remember that. And it kind of came out of nowhere and you're like, man, what's going on here? So Arkansas, you know, for a team that just gave up 15 threes to Auburn, you're still going to have to defend the perimeter, right? I mean, that's that's going to be an absolute key uh, for the game, you can't let Missouri get off on you in your in your home floor from beyond the arc. But uh, you know they they do have one knockdown shooter in Mark Smith. Uh, he's averaging about 14 points per game this season. Uh, I think he's probably well he is. They're really one consistent outside threat. So if you know if other guys are knocking down a couple, I mean you can live with that. But you can't let Mark Smith go in there and hit five or six on you. So I'm sure he's going to be a key in the scouting report uh you know Missouri really in the past has been kind of kind of clunky offensively uh slowed down pace they like to grind out games kind of low scoring they've been open it up I've noticed a little bit more this season uh willing to take some more chances push the ball in transition and try to get some early baskets uh in the shot clock I think because uh you know Quanzo probably knows that they're not the best outside shooting team in the world uh, so teams are going to be able to kind of clog the lane on them a little bit so if they can get some easy ones. They look to do that. Um, you know, obviously, I talked about Mark Smith, uh, you know, a couple other guys to be aware of there in the backcourt, uh, Xavier Pinson and Drew Smith. They have they have several Smiths on the team. 
both of those guys can really score it. They're definitely more drive first type of guys. You know, Pinson, this is a guy that's shooting under 25% from three. Uh, super, super athletic, really quick first step. You know, he, he kind of reminds me of Note uh, in his ability to just, you know, turn it on in an instant and get by his man and get to the rim. So Arkansas is going to have to do a nice job uh, of one-on-one on-ball defense and then really uh, help defense because you can help a little bit extra on a team like Missouri unless they get red hot and start knocking down threes. Uh, Drew Smith, I thought was a really good player for them last year. Uh, kind of played in the point guard role. He can play off the ball as well. That Sometimes they like to use Penson uh, as a lead guard, and they'll move Drew off the ball. He's shooting, I, I want to say, about 33% from three, but he's only made six, so he's not a high-volume guy. But he's another one that's you know, got some wiggle to his game. He does a really nice job of getting in the lane, uh, and he's a playmaker. So you know, whether he's knocking down the mid-range or the floaters or uh, you know, dishing off to guys and, and getting his teammates' quality looks, he's somebody that you have to keep out of the paint. So... You know, Pinson and Smith, both guys to keep an eye on. Uh, I, I do think Arkansas matches up pretty well with Missouri in the in the backcourt. I like those matchups there for the Hogs. Uh, I think I think you know Tate, his length might be good on a guy like Pinson or or even Drew Smith. I think Moody's a good matchup with Mark Smith, especially with the defense he played last night. So a good matchup there. Uh, you know, the, the key in in my opinion to this entire game for Arkansas is to defend without fouling because what Missouri does a nice job of is attacking the basket and get into the free throw line. And they're a really good free throw shooting team typically. And that makes up for their lack of perimeter shooting. Uh, you know, so when they're able to do that, they're able to stay in games, um, you know, or, or, or maybe even gain an advantage. So, you know, Arkansas has been pretty good about that throughout the season. I think that's going to be a key is to keep those guys off of the free throw line and keep them shooting at their, their season percentage from three. And you might be in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, taking a look at their front court, uh, you know, typically I'd say I, I think that Arkansas has an advantage at the four spot at that, that power forward position uh, with Justin Smith over Kobe Brown. Um Again, we, we're not sure of Smith's status just yet, so it'll be interesting to see you know, who winds up in that spot um, for the Razorbacks. I, I don't know. I mean, Kobe Brown, he, he's 6'7", 240, so you know, do, do they want to go with you know, a guy like Devo Davis or whatever uh, with that four-guard lineup? Is that going to be kind of a tough matchup for him physically? Uh, but at the same time, Kobe Brown likes to spend a lot of his time on the perimeter, so it might be fine. Uh, and then you have to think about the mismatch on the other end of the floor and Arkansas's advantage. So uh, we'll probably see a little bit of that. You know, I, if I had to guess, you know, I'd, I'd say that if Smith is unavailable, that Vance Jackson will probably get the start. Uh, and, and, you know, he's been one of the first guys off the bench all season. And, you know, you, you can kind of tell right away with him from the first couple possessions if, if he's got it or not. Um, and if he does, he'll stay in there and he'll contribute. If not, then, you know, they'll look to other guys. So we'll see what happens there. Mitchell Smith plays inside. Uh, he can play the four or five there for, uh, for Missouri. That's a familiar name, Van Buren native. Uh, he's really, you know, I think developed a lot and, and turned into a pretty nice player for them. He's not going to go win you a game. He's certainly not going to lose you one. Does a nice job on the boards, uh, you know, kind of kind of picks up the garbage points around the rim. He can knock down the mid-range jumper. So Mitchell Smith, uh, not a bad player for Missouri there. But I, I think the really – interesting matchup is at center in this game it's one I'm going to pay attention to really closely between Connor Vanover for Arkansas and Missouri's Jeremiah Tillman it feels like Tillman's been at Missouri for 10 years now uh, and, and and maybe it's just me from you know my time working as a scout for prep hoops and I and I lived in St. Louis and, and Tillman's from East St. Louis so I really watched him growing up and then he's been over in Missouri so maybe it's just me but you know with him the first goal always is to get Tillman in foul trouble. It's something that's plagued him for his first three seasons. He's been better about it this year, I, I, will, I will admit. Uh, you know, he's good for at least one illegal screen per game, it seems like, especially at Arkansas. They, the, the refs nail him with those every time uh, that, that he comes into Arkansas. So, I, you know, I think you can get maybe a cheap foul or two on him in this game because instead of being able to camp out under the rim, and he's a good rim protector – He's going to have to step out there on the perimeter and respect Connor Vanover's shooting ability. Uh, and, and so what that means is he's going to be drug out away from the basket. It's going to open up driving lanes for the Arkansas guards. And instead of Tillman sitting there waiting, you know, to, to go up and block a shot, 
and protect the rim, he's going to have to get back and help. So you're going to have him moving a little bit that makes him a little bit more prone to foul. So I think it could be a situation where Arkansas could, could attack Tillman and get him in some foul trouble. On the flip side, you know, Tillman as an offensive threat, I, I think can cause Arkansas some problems on the defensive end of the floor. You know, I, I do think uh, that you can adjust some things to make him less of a factor because they do have some limited shooting around him. You know, for example, I think Vanover can be using that drop coverage in the ball screens in the pick and roll game where he just kind of sets back inside the arc uh, and he's there for help in case the guard is able to turn the corner off of that uh, until the defender gets back and recovers. And he doesn't really have to worry about Tillman popping out and knocking down a jumper or a three or driving it at him from the wing. It's not his game. Uh, so I, I think that could be a good look there. It might be a decent matchup uh, for Vanover as long as he can get back and transition. Uh, on the low block, you know, Tillman's, Tillman's good. He's strong. He's physical down there. So for one, you, you got to box him out and keep him off the glass. It's going to be really, really important uh, because I think he can bully Vanover a little bit down there. Uh, and then as far as catching on the block and, and scoring it as a back-to-the-basket threat, uh, you know, he's, he's really developed some nice touch. I, I do think, though, uh, that you could be in pretty good shape there if you, if you dig down uh, maybe bring a guard down from the perimeter to just for a quick double team long enough to make him pick up his dribble or kick the ball back out. As long as you're not doing that off of Mark Smith. If, if you bring the guard down off of Mark Smith, he'll just kick it out and knock down a three. But until somebody else on that roster proves that, that they can really burn you consistently from deep, I think you can bring a little bit of help into the post down on Tillman. You know, overall, I, I really do like this matchup for Arkansas, especially at home. Uh, where they're more comfortable. Uh, you're probably listening to me thinking, okay, dude, they're, they're number 12 in the country. You seem pretty confident. And this is true, uh, and I'm not judging Missouri off of last night's game. Like I said, I, I think Tennessee's a buzzsaw, uh, and I think Arkansas is going to have their hands full there next week. But really, uh, you know, I, I think that this Missouri team, they've earned their ranking based on what they've done. But the metrics do suggest that there's going to be some regression to the mean, and I think we started to see some of that last night. Uh, I think early on the continuity that they have with so many guys coming back has really benefited them in the early portions of the season. Uh, the further along we get, though, the less I think that matters because I mean, everybody's developing continuity. I mean, Arkansas has a lot of new faces. They're nine games in now. They're more battle-tested on the road and things like that. So it's less of an advantage for Missouri the longer the season goes. And, you know, then you, you take a look at their schedule, and they have some great wins, don't get me wrong, but you do have to dig a little bit deeper. I mean, they, they beat Oregon. That's a great win. Oregon was ranked at the time. In fairness, though, Oregon was playing their first game of the season. Missouri had already played a couple. Uh, plus, Oregon was missing a couple key players. That stuff matters, right? The win over Illinois was really, really nice, but I, I do think as the season has kind of gone along, Illinois, to me at least, uh, is looking more like a solid, you know, top half of the Big Ten NCAA tournament team as opposed to, I mean, people were pegging them as a national championship contender uh, at the time. And, and maybe they'll develop into that, but they've certainly uh, hit a little bit of a stretch where they look more human. I mean, they were coming off of a win at Duke uh, when they went into that Missouri game. So, I mean, great win for Missouri, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, if you take a look at some of the metrics and the things they do, on the offensive end, their lack of perimeter shooting. Uh, I do think there's going to be some regression there. I think they're much improved from last year, don't get me wrong, and they're every bit capable of coming into Fayetteville and beating Arkansas, especially if Arkansas is not on top of their game. Uh, and, again, we don't know the status of Justin Smith. That's a He's a key component to this Razorback team. So a lot of factors there, but I do think it's a good matchup for the Razorbacks. Uh, should be a fun game, hopefully – you know, the, the 4,000 or so that are allowed to attend can get in there and, and you know, give the game a decent atmosphere. Um, I think they can. I mean, there's been there's been a few times during that non-conference schedule where it kind of got a little bit loud, and, and I don't think they've been maxing out that 4,000 yet. So uh, there's going to be, you know, the people that are there, there should be some energy, man. I mean, you're 9-0, and oh, and at this point, you know, you've got a, a top 15 team coming into your arena. you got a chance to run to 10 and 0 and, and really put yourself in great position in terms of early NCAA tournament seating, you know, getting into those national rankings and things of that nature. Uh, so a lot of excitement, you know, we were, we were excited about this team coming into the year. I mean, you think back to the summer 
when you know they started bringing in these grad transfers and you start looking at the the mix of talent you know that Vanover and Note are going to be eligible and, and there's some pretty high expectations for those guys uh, you know the freshman class highly touted top 10 in the country uh, you know I, I think the the hype train took a little bit of a hit when Isaiah Joe elected to re-enter the NBA draft and rightfully so I mean could you imagine this team with him right now it'd be incredible uh, but still a lot of talent and you take a look around the SEC and uh, you know really I I think that Arkansas is in a in a pretty good position I thought the SEC was going to be really tough coming into the season and it, it still is, don't get me wrong, every game in the SEC is so difficult. Um, but the league's not as strong maybe as we thought it was. You know, as, as I go through and take a look here uh, at some of these scores, let me backtrack just a little bit and pull these up. You know, I, I think you, you kind of got, for the most part, what you expected so far. I mean, Arkansas 1-0. Tennessee, obviously, with the win over Missouri was nice. I, I did watch the LSU game uh, against uh, Texas A&M, and, man, man, they looked really impressive. Uh, they still don't play a lot of defense, which is a good omen, I, I think, for a team like Arkansas, but they're still long and, and athletic, and they can really, really score it. Uh, the freshman Cam Thomas, I, I think, is, is really putting himself in position to be a lottery pick. Uh, you got Trendon Watford back, Darius Days, Javante Smart. So uh, really sneaky good team there in LSU. Florida knocked off Vanderbilt last night. Yeah, I'm just happy to see those guys on the floor again. You know, after after the deal with Keontae Johnson, uh, it, it's really nice to see them back on the floor. They look pretty crisp for having taken so much time off. Um, obviously, Vanderbilt's not the best team in the world this season, but I thought they looked good, and they've still got a lot of talent there. Alabama, I think they're going to be an up-and-down team uh, looked really good against Ole Miss. Um, you know, they actually played some defense, which is is something that I know Nate Oates has been really harping on with those guys. But, you know, Alabama's that team, when they're knocking it down from three, they're really hard to beat. Uh, and, and when they're not, they're they're not so hard to beat. So uh, you never know what you're going to get out of them. You know, Georgia was a team that came into to SEC play 7-0, and kind of similar to Arkansas. They weren't super battle-tested just yet. Uh, and, and they took one on the chin last night from Mississippi State, who hadn't looked good so far in the season. So, uh, you know, a lot of parity there. I, I think Ole Miss is probably better than they looked against Alabama. They're a little bit offensively challenged, but, man, they can really defend. I think they've got a nice post player in Romello White. You know, Buzz Williams usually gets A&M going. I, I thought Auburn looked pretty good. Uh, have you noticed I haven't mentioned Kentucky yet? <laughs> I mean, the heck is going on over there? So, one and six. Uh, their their first SEC game was canceled due to some some COVID issues. I think it was South Carolina in the South Carolina program. South Carolina's only played three games so far. They've really been hit hard with the COVID bug. Uh, hopefully those guys can get back on the floor. But Kentucky's struggling, man. And and honestly, sitting at one and six, and you know you have a reduced season schedule of twenty seven games. You got eighteen league games. They're gonna have to put together a pretty good run to be an NCAA tournament team this year, and I I did not expect to say that with the talent they have coming in, they're gonna get better. Hey, I don't I don't know that they're gonna get Final Four good like we we tend to see them every year, but they're gonna improve. And Arkansas has got to go two up, I believe. So that'll be an interesting game. But I I'm really curious to see where they're at in league play when it all shakes out. Okay, got about 40 minutes here. I'm going to pull up your questions, if I can see them this time. I can. Good. Pat Gamble says, go Razorbacks. I agree. Was I mean, MP Rich, Wu Pig Suey, you know, that was really exciting. That, that was a fun game last night. I, you know, I'm just, I'm covering the team, but but I care. I mean, you you get to a point, obviously grew up as an Arkansas fan, but you have to, to you know, Trey told me when I took the job, you, you got to take your fandom and kind of put it in your back pocket, you know, when you're working and, and you can't let it show. And I think I've done a pretty good job of doing that. But I had some nervous energy going into that game last night. You know, you, you get to know the players a little bit and, and talking to them in these press conferences and the coaches and things like that. And uh, you obviously want to see them do well. It's better. It's It makes our jobs a lot more enjoyable uh, when the team is playing well also. But that was an exciting game. It was good to see them tested. And I know fans are super excited about everything that's going on with Arkansas basketball. 
Philip Mountain says, Hogs are balling this year. I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah, me too. It's good stuff. Earl Huey, Woo Pig Suey, all the way from Colorado Springs. Wow. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, I, I visited Colorado Springs a couple times. I love it. It's on my short list of places I'd like to retire whenever I get to that point. Very nice. Arkansas Razorbacks on 24-7 Sports says audio issues resolved. I tell you what, uh, we've we've had a heck of a time getting the audio figured out. And, and anytime you set up a new, you know, new kind of studio and things like that, you're always tweaking through the, the first few, you know, episodes and weeks and uh, you know, Trey's probably spent more time at my house than he has his own over a period of a couple of weeks and really appreciate him helping out. You know, he got me a lot of, I, I live in a, it's a new construction house. So this place hasn't been lived in yet, you know, and, uh, you know, got a lot of echoes and things like that and reverb coming off of the walls. Cause I don't have a bunch of stuff hung up and things like that yet. And, uh, you know, Trey bought me all this soundproofing, which is essentially this, this foam that you can put, on your walls and stuff, it's going to block all the bouncing and echoes and things like that. And uh, it, it, it pretty much covers every wall in this room. Uh, I told him, you know, the other day that I was like a straight jacket away from, from looking like I was in the loony bin with all this padding on the wall, but uh, it still wasn't quite right. Uh, and, and turns out we got it all figured out today. So hopefully it sounds a lot better for you guys. I'm excited about that. We got a Woo Pig Suey from Denver too. Man, Colorado represent today. I love it. D Sutton says, sure like Vanover at center. Yeah, I do too. You know, I, I some people were frustrated with, you know, him not just being aggressive and hammering down some of those dunks uh, when he got fouled yesterday. Listen, he's not he's not Daniel Gafford. Okay, we, we gotta take it for what it's worth. And remember, he's just a second year player as a sophomore. And so, you know, you know, hopefully, and I, I think he will be a four-year player. There could be a professional career there if uh, he gets a little more fleet of foot and obviously puts some weight on. But, man, the future sure is bright. To have 17 points in your first SEC game like that uh, and to be able to play 26 minutes, you know, in a, in a pretty up-tempo and, and physical game against an athletic Auburn team, I thought that was really impressive. Corliss Pirtle says, this team is getting better every game. Woo pick suey. Yeah, I mean, they hit a little bit of a lull there. Uh, if you think about, you know, the start of the UCA game and then also that, that half against Oral Roberts and you didn't get too worried about it, but you just started kind of thinking, are, are they bored? Maybe, you know, are, are they kind of coasting through things? So it was time for them to be challenged. And, and I thought they rose to the occasion really well. Steven Shoup says, I'm proud of the hogs, the way they played last night. Yeah, me too. Musselman was too. I, I don't know if we got it on our uh, on our recording in time or not, but when he sat down on the the Zoom press conference, he called the Hogs. So he was he was excited. He was fired up. Uh, you know, I I know that after first of all, uh, we didn't even talk about this. It's been so long since we've been on the show, but you know, him having to miss that Abilene Christian game, that was a big deal. Um, you know, and David Patrick, the associate head coach, stepped in, in the interim. I thought he did an incredible job. Uh, filling in really didn't miss a beat. I I thought he made good substitutions, uh, had good command of the game. I thought he worked the officials well. Uh, really impressed with David Patrick, great guy, uh, and, and and filled in nicely there. But you know, Musselman was excited to get back. You know, when he when he finally tested out of of quarantine and things like that, he was all over Twitter and uh, he was excited. He had a lot of energy out of the game, so that was fun. Robert James Hurst says, "When will we get an update on Justin Smith? Hopefully today." I, I know I'm sure the athletic trainers have looked at him and the team doctors and, and things of that nature. And uh, we get Musselman at 2 o'clock today. I, I don't know how much of an update we'll get, but maybe a little bit more information than right after the game last night where he's like, you know, guys, I don't know. But it sounds like he's got an ankle on the right side, and he might have a little bit of a calf strain uh, on the other leg. Obviously, he was playing through it at the time. Sheila Scroggins says, love the boys. Yeah, it's it's hard not to. It, it's hard not to. It's an exciting group. They play hard. Vicki Struther Bowerin says, the Hogs were awesome last night. Very good team. So far, so good. 9-0, you can't ask for any better than that. Steven Shoops here from Georgia. From, from Georgia to Colorado. We're branching out, people. I love it. I love it. Thank you. James Aaron Lowry says Vanover needs to stop shooting so many friggin' threes. You know, that's his game, so he's he's definitely going to shoot them. But I will say you can almost tell from Vanover 
uh, from his first shot what you're going to get. Because sometimes, man, it's effortless and a fluid release, and he buries it. You know, he's not catching any iron, and you're thinking, okay, he's he's on it tonight. And usually that means he is. But sometimes he comes out and takes that first shot, and it almost looks like it hurts when he when he shoots it. And it's almost like he's aiming instead of just shooting the basketball and he's clanking side iron, and, and any time I've seen that early, I immediately think, I, I don't know if it's going to be his night, and uh, and usually that holds true. So uh, let him take the first couple against Missouri and, and, and then reserve your judgment for that. But, yeah, one of six last night, um, you know, would have liked to see him make a couple more, but I, I am happy with what he did inside. I mean, knocked down a couple short jumpers, had some dunks and, and some finishes with six of six from the free throw line, so pretty good job there. Tyler Lofton says, I love this show and my hogs. Thank you. Appreciate that. MP Rich says, I watched the last half of Tennessee versus Mizzou last night and was not wowed by either team. People are saying Tennessee can win it all. Yeah, I, I think that that's the, uh, that's the style that Tennessee and Missouri play. With, with They're just so physical defensively. And, you know, in the second half, that game was already out of hand. So I, I think that Tennessee was just kind of coasting. Uh, they really put them on, put it on Missouri though in the first half. I think they got out like twenty-three to four in the first several minutes, and I don't. I think they made their first seven or eight shots, and that game was the game was over pretty quick. And Summer, Summerlin Bullard says hi, Curtis. Hi. <laughs> Gary Schaefer says, when can we expect to hear anything on Smith's status and injury? Yeah, we we covered that. We'll hopefully hear something today. Um, I wouldn't expect him to give us a ton of a ton of big news there. David L. Harris says, "What's up, big bro? I love the show. Hey, man, thanks for tuning in. Hope hope you're doing well." David Harris is one of my one of my best friends in the world. Uh, grew up with me in McCrory, and he he lives in uh, lives in St. Louis now, coaching high school ball up there. Good to hear from you, man. Um, also asked me about Vance Jackson. Uh, that he has to be better. Feel like this season he will be the key in some ways. Yeah, I I agree. You know, I. I think if Vance Jackson is on top of his game and, and playing the way he's capable of, uh, and, and it's not that big of a step up of competition. I mean, he played as a freshman at UConn and played a heck of a lot better than he is at Arkansas right now. Uh, so, so he has proven that he's a capable player at a high level, and, and New Mexico's in a tough league. Um, you know, it's the guy that's, that's averaging double figures through his career. He's hit 53 pointers in every season. I know I've talked about it over and over and he's averaged over five rebounds a game. I just think he's struggling trying to find his role on a team that's so deep. I mean, I, I think he probably came in and expected to be a key contributor and a starter, uh, and things like that. And, you know, he started the first game and played well, but after that, you know, I, I think Vanover really took off. I think you have to have Justin Smith on the floor so going into every game, I don't think he knows exactly what to expect in terms of how much he's going to play and, and what's really needed from him. And, you know, I thought after the Abilene Christian game, David Patrick brought up a really good point where he said, you know, the thing with, with Vance is a lot of people say that, you know, he'll, he'll rush a shot and things like that, but we want him to be more aggressive with the shots that he takes. And that's the freedom thing that Arkansas likes to instill in their players, uh, and it seems like he's second guessing a little bit, maybe because he doesn't want to get yanked. I don't know, but um, yeah, hopefully he can start knocking down some threes. He showed some signs of life uh, the two previous games, not so much last night. Uh, you know, we'll see. But if it ever does click for him and you start to get anything close to what uh, you know New Mexico got from him the last couple of years, you you really add a new element to the team with a guy that's six nine that can can play inside out. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully provide a little bit more on the glass. So we'll see with him. MP Rich says also, MP Rich, sorry, says also you're reaching out to Southern California. Wow, that's awesome. I Can I come over to your place for New Year's Eve? I'd, I tell you what, the weather's a little bit dreary here in Arkansas right now. I, I could, could use some Southern Cal right now. Dave McDaniel says hogs will beat Tennessee. I just feel it. I tell you what, if they do it, it listen, <laughs> if, if Arkansas beats Missouri on Saturday, let's focus on that first, and, and they're capable of doing it, it's not going to be easy, uh, but I think you're going to see a pretty sizable jump into the polls, maybe maybe even into the top 20. But you go on the road and beat Tennessee, I, the, the excitement and the hype around this team, it's going to be too much to handle. I'm not going to be able to type fast enough to keep up with everything. 
you know, from an offensive standpoint, as a team that averages over 90 points per game in Arkansas, and it's going to be going up against one of the best defensive teams in the country. So something's got to give there. Uh, it's going to be a really, really fun game to watch. And I hope Arkansas beats Missouri that way they're undefeated going into it. That'd be, that'd be really exciting and fun to cover. Philip Williams, Nashville, Tennessee here. Woo Pig Suey, Nashville. Hope you guys are staying safe over there. Wild times. Gary Lang says, I think Connor will have problems with Missouri's bigs. Yeah, we, we, we talked about that with Tillman um, a little bit. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, but I think you can do some things with Vanover and, and with the other players because of Missouri's lack of perimeter shooting to mask some of that. Uh, so, so we'll see. But, yeah, if, if Missouri's just able to throw the ball down there on the block to Tillman and let him go to work, um, that, that's going to be tough sledding for Vanover. I, I love the guy, but Tillman's a veteran. He's a big, strong kid, and uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Okay. That's all we got here. Looks like it. Okay. Well, I guess that's going to do it. I, thanks for joining on the surprise show here on, on New Year's Eve. Again, we, we were going to start back up next week, but, you know, with the bowl game getting canceled, we wanted to hop in and talk about the big win over Auburn. And I know everybody's excited about this basketball team. So uh, appreciate you guys joining me today. Again, I apologize for the, the little technical issue uh, right there at the beginning, but we restarted, we persevered, and, and here we are. So appreciate it. Uh, make sure you tune in, Arkansas versus Missouri, 11 a.m. Remember, uh, that early start for that game. It's going to be a big one. Uh, and then we will probably join you. We're going to start going after the midweek game. So you'll hear from us again after that Tennessee game. Man, we will probably have a lot to talk about there. But at any rate, uh, once again, appreciate you. Hope everybody's enjoyed their holidays. Uh, have a happy new year. Stay safe out there tonight. Uh, and we'll be back with you next week on Hog Hoops Live. We appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.